Join the big show Friday at the warehouse from 2 until 7. Price is so low, it'll blow your mind. Boom. (laughs) Question of the day, part two. Kalani Sataki gets a contract extension through the 2025 season. Who's loving this? <laughs> this is Kalani Sataki's wife and kids. And uh, yes, Ben. <laughs> ben tweeted out, uh, Mrs. Sataki. <laughs> okay, okay. Mr. Nancy go. tweeted out, well, I mean, Kalani probably is. Uh, and then Kyle sent us the GIF. I'm loving it. And then McDonald's Am comes flying in. And a lot of people are loving the fact that he did that. We got more people uh, weighing in here. You can go to DJ and PK, but it's uh, pretty overwhelming except for the Utes who are making snide comments. Really? Utes against for Kalani? Kalani was one of yours for 10 years, man. Don't ever forget that. Well, some of them have. Gosh. I know, right? Now, it's not everyone has. Todd says, I'm a Ute fan, but I like Sataki. He deserves it. Good for him. Gives him a thumbs up. There's nothing snide there. There's no snark. That seems pretty straightforward. I agree. That's the kind of fan that I like. I like the fan who can, you got your allegiance, right? And we'll just use BYU and Utah for the obvious example. You're a Ute fan all the way. I respect that. You've earned the right because you are loyal and you're committed and all that stuff. But I also like the ability to step back and acknowledge success or good, even if it's your rival or it's within your conference. So you and we're all biased. Anybody I've said this, anybody who thinks that you're unbiased, I don't buy it. No one is unbiased. We all have biases to one degree or another. Uh, So I can step back and say, hey, Lute Olson, he did one heck of a job. You know what I mean? So you should be able to do that, even though you want next week, you want the Utes to win, you're passionate, and you can even hate BYU, fine, whatever, as long as it's a sports hate and doesn't go beyond that. I'm fine with it. But you got to be able to acknowledge over here when good has been done. And you look at what Sataki has done there, and I and I and I have to try to remove my bias because we all love the dude and we want him to succeed, right? Because of a uh, just a personal feeling. I've been around this guy for twenty some years, as most of us have, and worked in the media, right? No doubt about it, because he's been in the as a player. He was fun to interview and and as an assistant coach and all that stuff. So if you can't root for him, there's an issue. Uh, But when you look at what he did with the program, you know, he came in as a first-time head coach, right? Well, right there as a first-time head coach, look at Mr. Whittingham. It took a while before he got it going, did it not? Yes, it did. Uh, There were two and a half years (laughs) there, and there was a loss. And I remember uh, we were still uh, at Simmons over there on uh, 7th East, and Uh we finished the show, and it was a show just like, what the heck just happened to UNLV? How did they get shut out? List the things that are wrong, because there were so many things that went wrong. And right. at that point, Kyle was a 500 coach. And I said, do you think he's going to make it? He kind of wins. Yeah, but whew, it's only a little more than 50-50 right now, because it was not trending well. 
But literally, that was a game where something kicked in, and you can go to his record. It was night and day. They went like 8-1 and one the rest of that year, and then they had the undefeated Sugar Bowl season. That was literally the last loss, the low watermark before everything changed. But even when you're two and a half years and you're in the middle of it, nobody knows for sure. It's still a roll of the dice, you know? And if we go back and look at some of those games, some of the stuff that happened, could it have gone the other way? Doesn't seem like it. I mean, he had a run where he was... We added up. I think he went 41-7 and seven over the next 48 games after just a horrible night in Las Vegas. Yeah, that was awesome. That was, And then it took some time to regroup in the Pac-12, mm-hmm. and they've regrouped, and they're off and running now, and expectations are very high, as they should. I have them, too. I'm expecting a whole lot of success out of this team this year. I see no reason why they don't have it, and he continues to churn it out. So you had to give Kalani some time, and particularly in the situation, and they did it wrong by saddling him with inexperienced coaches. I mean, come on. I mean, nothing against Ty Detmer as a person. We loved him, too. But you're bringing in a high school coach to be a first-time offensive coordinator? What the crap? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it, it violated <laughs> one of the rules we've always heard, and we usually hear it the other direction, where the coach hires an assistant coach, not that he has it forced on, but it's actually the person he wants. And the people are like, mm, really? And you'll hear the administrator say, you've got to let them have the people they want. And this went the other way. That, that wasn't his guy. Right, right, right. And so they, got, they took care of that. And a little, still some growing pains because then they had a couple of seven and six seasons. And, yeah, I, I get it. Last year was probably inflated. And I'd say definitely inflated because of the schedule. But the NFL still thought enough of their program to draft a bunch of guys and have a bunch of guys sign as free agents. So there was something there. And with that in mind, particularly BYU being limited because they unofficially are most likely going to have an active LDS guy being their head coach. We, I know they did the cross country with the ladies, but it... I'll be. I would be stunned if it would be at the football level. Uh, and I think that I think there's plenty of guys who could do it. By the way, but it doesn't seem like that's what they would want. And that's beyond uh, Tom Homo or anybody in the athletic department. Obviously, it comes from a higher situation there. So it's not like they can just open it up and have a ton of people. I believe the pool of candidates is growing all the time, and in five years it'll be larger than it is today. And now you got somebody like Aaron Roderick there who has a ton of experience as an offensive coordinator, and I think you'll see that this year. And he deser- Kalani deserved it, and it's, best, it's in the best interest of the football program to do it, and they did it. So you've got to give the administration credit for doing what's in the best interest of the football program. It would have raised eyebrows if they hadn't done it. He would have been getting too close to the end of the deal. So yeah. I can't tell you how many times around the football program I had heard, and, and alumni too, I got stopped at a Texas roadhouse by a prominent alumni, and I'm not going to name them, a prominent alumni. 20 minutes later, my wife and another couple that we're with are outside waiting <laughs> for me. Because, you know, if you've been to Roadhouse, you walk in and you have to wait to get seated and all. And this prominent alumni, why are they loving up Mark Pope so much and ignoring what Kalani's doing when it's so hard to do what he's doing? And he had some inside information that he gave me and that he had been privy to about 
recruits and whatnot and a player who just got off a mission that the school didn't know if he should be admitted and blah, 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 and so all this stuff. So it's good to see. It's the right thing to do. Now go forward, and now the challenge, obviously, is to win some games. Riley Jensen, our college football insider, joins us next. Stay with us.